Welcome to the podcast edition of the Morning Reboot. Janet Amid will be on with us today. It's not Monday, uh, but Janet had some kind of sordid weekend excursion with a man, so I want to know about that. And uh, she'll do some readings as well. It's Eric and Floyd. You all right? Hey, yeah, I'm up. I'm dying, but I'm up. What's uh? What's wrong? Why are you dying? I ate like garbage last night, and my body feels it this morning. Well, you've not. You've been doing like daily workouts, so you you I deserve have. you deserve you, you deserve you know a, a treat. A greasy ass pizza last night. From where? My, from George's and my stomach is killing me today. It's like, yeah, you did good. Yeah, we don't we haven't had this in a while, but it's fine. And there's leftovers, so I'm having for breakfast. What kind of pizza did you get? Uh pepperoni deluxe. Add feta no not the feta's already on it. Add banana peppers and bacon. Okay. I, I I'm a big fan of that. Wow, you know coming over for cold pizza. Yeah. Um, you know, we can. I, I I have been working on a project for the last hour, so I didn't outline the podcast. But the way I usually get things squared away is when I'm like, so yesterday I'm taking notes. I'm like, we want to talk about this on the show, this on the show, um, and then I t- I get in here and I take those notes that I've put in my notes on my iPhone, write them down, see what else is going on, uh, track out the uh, the morning show, make updates as needed. And then I see which of what I have written down that is on the air, we need to talk about or we should talk about. And um, I didn't do that this morning because I was working on that project. But last night I was thinking, you know what? We did uh, we did that food thing yesterday. We haven't had a real food-centric show in a while. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine because your stomach is upset. And I'll just throw it out there for this. But uh, the Campus Poly Eyes in Toledo is now open. I've never had poly. I think we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, we did. And yesterday, when and I... And they're going to be busy, so I'm like, eh, I'll wait till the dies down. When they... And I don't think they're open on the inside yet, but I guess for delivery or pickup. Um, when uh, when I left here yesterday, I went to Fresh Market to get my uh, two ninety nine chicken. And as I was at the light at Door and Secor... Something grabbed me. Like two weeks ago when I went, I, I paid the Campus Poly Eyes sign on the old Oasis building no attention. Yesterday, something, again, something grabbed me. I couldn't, it was, it's, it was intangible, it was invisible, it was indescribable. But I noticed it more than I did a couple of weeks ago. Lo and behold, I see the stories yesterday afternoon that they're open. So it was, it was like the breadsticks breathing out to me. Is that all they sell there? That's what people, you know what? If they did, they'd probably still stay in business. I'm assuming it's, a, <laughs> Floyd, I don't know. I'm assuming it's a pizza place, but only the okay, people only like, talk about the breadsticks. Yeah, only people talk about the breadsticks. I'm like, okay. Maybe I'll just look at their menu. Maybe that'll be, maybe that'll be Saturday's dinner. Because I picked out yesterday. I have to, been doing good, but. Maybe that'll be Saturday's adventure into food. I would guess Saturday it'll be really busy, but well, I mean, it's not if you order it and just pick it up. Do the call. Um, I'm trying to 
think through this. And again, this is all like off the cuff. I, I I have the right side of my paper is stuff that's on the show, and some of that like we don't need to talk about the the algae stuff in in the in the water. Not a big deal. Um, is she blooming again? A little bit, yeah. It's it's green around Swan Creek, and then tis the season. If you go, it is, it is, and it's the, the water to drink is fine. So it's just another reminder that we've got to take good care of our natural resources in our, in our lake. But like that can be left alone. So it's it's all off the cuff here. And um, I think I mentioned like it's probably like three weeks ago now. I had a, I had a good date, and I let that alone. And I think I mentioned that it. It was like unsettling because of some ground rules she put down. And I was surprised. And it didn't, we, we kept texting and we missed the time hanging out. And then this past Friday, I just said, you know, this this is not really what I'm, we were looking for different things. I know I come off as some kind of whore bag, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not. I, I okay. I come off as some kind of like chronic dater, or I know some people would say that I'm I'm afraid of commitment. That's that's not it at all. I just don't. As wanna... they say in the nineties, you're playing the field. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> don't hate the play. <laughs> I hate the game. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm not afraid of commitment. I just don't want to commit to somebody who I don't want to spend a great deal of time with. I'm not afraid of <laughs> commitment at all. You know what? That's a good plan. Yeah. So. Like, I wanted to commit time to this woman, but that's not what she was for right now. She's just getting out of a marriage, so I totally get it. Um, but I'm on the cusp, and it seems like Hinge, where Juliana and Faye now reside, um, I'm on the cusp of a, of meeting someone on Friday night, and I have my fingers crossed super hard that it works out. Well, that's good. At least someone's out there. Well, I'm definitely out there. Casting um, their line. I'm just like, Bleh. I'm I'm trying. I'm in the middle now. So, a couple of weeks ago, like it happened really fast. Like I think we matched on Bumble, and then we we were chatting um, that Friday morning. Like matched Thursday night, and I was like, wow, this is one of the ones that I hope I really. I hope she she swipes back, and then. I saw that it did, and then Friday we chatted, and I, I had a good vibe about it. I'm like, hey, let's let, – like, she was moving quick. I'm like, let's go out to dinner. And I had good vibes, and it paid off. Like, I, we went to Benchmark, and I wouldn't want to take just anybody to there because it was like a $100 meal, which is fine. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's sometimes you just want to meet somebody for coffee. There's times when you're like, let's go to Home Slice. And then there's like, let's go to, let's go to Benchmark. So I'm – I'm with this for Friday night. I'm in between Home Slice and Benchmark. Hmm. What do you? So I wanted yeah. to run. Wanted to run it by you. What do you, you. have a taste for? <laughs> That's how I approach it. Like, what does it taste for? But either way, like I feel like, uh, see, when hmm, when I take someone on a date, it's not about where we go. It's about the experience and if we have a good time together. Like, just if you take someone to home size, doesn't mean that it's any less of a date than if you take them to benchmark. So it's all about how relaxed and laid back do you want to be? Like, do you want to be more formal or do you want to be like, hey, let's go to home size and just chill and get to know each other, even though I'm still into you? So it depends on read her. We have good chemistry. We have similar senses of 
of humor. Like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of. Would you put your like? I think I could really convince her to put one of her kids on Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> Uh, not Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. So, Either way, they're getting sold. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, kind of, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and and she makes like funny parenting cracks, like like my dad does. Uh-huh. Uh, like she frets every day about how it's such a struggle to feed them. And I'm like, I we were we were talking yesterday morning, and I asked him if she if she was up yet or if she had fed them breakfast. She's like, no, they 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 sleep in, and the longer they sleep, the less I have to worry about feeding them. I'm like. Perfect. Well, take her to Benchmark since she's a mother and, like, maybe she doesn't really get out much. Um, or or you can even, well, maybe even go to home fights and just have a fun night out that's more relaxed. The thing you, is... It's, either way, it could work out. It, either way, it's going to work out. I'm, I'm leaning someplace nicer simply because I have so few opportunities to do that. Like, because it's not like I'm going to grab you or Matt or Faye and be like, hey, let's let's go to the chop house or to final cutter Mancy's. If we go out I'm totally dateable, okay? Listen, what? you would take me somewhere nice. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it, but now and now that I think about it, yeah, yes, I know. Um, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. when we go out, it's like, hey, I'll meet you at the dirty bird. Hey, I'll meet you at Souk downtown. Right. It's never so I I am leaning somewhat nicer. And uh he, let me give you an, again more of the her Facebook Marketplace sense of humor. Um, she's got to feed some kids today. She's getting them donuts. She said, I ordered Timbits of a certain variety. Pulled up to the cashier making BBC jokes. What does that mean? Uh, oh, big black BB- cock jokes. Yeah, you don't know what that means. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. All intents and purposes, she's talking about the network. So I typed back, I texted back to her in, in all caps, munchkins. Because to me... Growing up in the land of Dunkin' Donuts back I think east, you're a Dunkin' Donuts person. That's yeah, what they're that's what those are called. They're not called like anything. Like if you get a breakfast sandwich at any place, it's always an egg McMuffin, right? Oh, absolutely. Or, or, or chicken McNuggets. To me, uh-huh. any they're not donut holes. They're Munchkins. So see, that, that's the, see. I always call them Timbits too, and like, but like when I grew up in Arizona, like we had Dunkin' Donuts, so it was. Munchies, but then I got here. I was like, "Oh, I know a Tinder." Okay, so I just call them that now. To me, they're all Munchkins. She said, <laughs> "This is not Duncan. Have some standards, man." So Ooh. I uh, those fighting words, right? So I I do appreciate her sense of humor. Um, so that's that's for Friday. <sighs> no, I want Timbits. The blueberry ones are the best ones. I've I've never had them. I've never had them. You gotta get the. Well, I think they only come in a variety pack. I don't know if you can order like, hey, I just want the blueberry or apple fritter Timbit. I think they have to come in a variety pack. They're good though. At Dunkin', I think when you get Munchkins, they let you choose like how many of each, like glazed, chocolate, plain. I don't know if they still do that. The more efficient way to go about it would be, uh, you either get all of one, you know. Mm-hmm. A variety, or there's a standard. Because the last thing I need is Sally standing in front of me trying to decide <laughs> does she want six chocolates or six glazed. And uh, I went to the um in Columbus. There's the Buckeye Donut Company. I think it's what's called. I'm probably botching the name, but it's okay. We don't live there. 
and they have like something similar. You can actually pick your assorted pack so you can pick them. Mm-hmm. And one night we were, and they're open 24 hours. So we went out one night and we're like, I want donut holes or whatever I called them at the time. So we went and this person in front of us who was equally as drunk could not figure out. So like when you had said that, I was just like, I've been in that situation. I'm like, dude, there's literally five flavors. Get two of each. Look, there's your 10 pack. Let's go. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, uh, and he was like, uh, uh, maybe some sprinkles, uh, maybe a chocolate one. I'm just like, bruh. So, yeah, I totally understand the pain of someone not knowing what kind of munchkin timbits done holes they want. Yeah. With it's, the, a, it's a tough choice, Eric. With the Dunkin' dozen donuts or the half dozen. Yeah, the, the, the same the same thing. Um, and yesterday, it's it's. I've been on the internet way too much the last couple of days, and it, it, it's really. Stop that. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, it's funny because I was. I told you I was fucking miserable from Friday through Sunday, and my mood did a total one eighty. It was being back to work, and I, I don't know, but I've been too boisterous on the on the internet the last couple of days. And yesterday, going back to the Duncan conversation and being picky, um, do you follow? Uh, Ian Thomas, he's a local DJ on Twitter. Mm-mm. But um, I'll follow him now because every time you say someone, I end up following them. So there we go. You, you see the Trigger Meals tag? I did see that. Okay. Okay. Um, and I think they were might... sweating. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Follow, follow Deontay because uh, his food looks delicious. But so Ian Thomas, and by the way, um, he is your type for if that means anything. Ooh, on it right now. You ain't got to say no more. Look at me going to Twitter. But Ian, so so um, if you really are doing it, he doesn't tweet as I much. I sure as, am. Tell me if you see a tweet that I was leading into of his. Hold on. How do you search for people? Oh my god, I'm so old. Oh, there it is. So is that his name? E- Ian, Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas, or it might be DJ Ian Thomas. No, go away. Is he certified? Is he verified? It's, uh, it's Ian Thomas DJ. Okay, there we go. Did you find him? DJ. Hello, Daddy. Holy beard. Okay, sorry, I'm back. All right, it, it is his most recent tweet, and you can imagine what I might have uh, what I might have responded to this. And I know it's a topic that I've really I've turned your the your, Tigers one. Nah, no, 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 no. You find the right person. It's a black and white photo. He's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it starts with why is it so hard for some people? Um, Go to tweet. Oh, there's a white hard for some people to no tomato, no honey, no yet. Oh, Oh, I enjoy him. I don't even know what he is. What, what are we talking about? Okay, I got it. Why is it so hard for some people? No tomato, no money mustard, uh, no honey mustard. honey mustard. Get home, sandwiches soaked in honey mustard. I've got no car at the moment, can't go back and get it fixed, so it's fries for lunch. Arby's, come on, man. Seems simple enough. What of one of my many rules has he violated? He has a complicated order. <laughs> at, at where? At, at Arby's. At a fast food restaurant. And... No, what are you getting at Arby's when there's no tomatoes, no honey mustard? Oh, you must got like one of those fresh sandwiches. And why don't you have a car, Ian? I'll drive you around. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, 
you know the rule. Like, if you ask for no onions on your cheeseburger at some of these places, that's almost like saying add extra onions and spit on it too. That's okay. So <laughs> this is why I don't work at a fast food place. Now, there's some things I don't like, but I just pick them off because that's just how I operate. Like, if someone's like, I have a tomato allergy, I'm like, well, you better have your EpiPen because I'm putting a tomato <laughs> on there because I am not the one. Like, right. when I when I did my training at Wendy's, they told me this is how a junior bacon cheeseburger is made. No exceptions. <laughs> I am doing what I was trained to do. Sorry. I and- just want to work in a fast food place. Like, um, can you not put that on there? I have a ketchup allergy. Oh, well, bitch, Sorry. I don't. Protocol says I have to do two squirts and two squirts of mustard. <laughs> two squirts of ketchup, two squirts of mustard. Move along, doggy. I don't want to say that these people aren't. Like, there's just plenty of fast food employees, and it's not all of them, but it's enough. And I don't. Maybe I'm I'm out of the loop because I just don't go to them anymore a lot because of this reason and because I I think there's healthier options I want to I want to eat and when I want to get junk I want to eat campus poly. It's not like a fast food burger, but. There's just too many employees who they don't they don't care enough they don't care enough to to take your special orders and they they probably believe Maybe they were busy they probably also don't believe they're paid enough to pick each and every onion off of your burger as well so like I get it I get it they're talking about my new boyfriend like that they're who Ian DJ. Oh, I mean, well, I, I replied back to him, and he didn't <laughs> reply to me, but he he learned a lesson that, that I know and you know. Don't get picky or creative, especially in the fucking drive-thru at a well, fast food restaurant. Don't yell at people. I will say, mine is my little joke earlier, I, and I stand by that. I would. This is why I'm not a cook line worker or whatever they're called, line cook worker, because I'd be like, mm-mm, uh, so, I also, because my nephew does this too, when we go out, he's like, I want this, but I don't want that on there. I'm like, then don't, then why do you want, like, I'm just making up something. Then why do you want a French onion casserole without French onions? Like, get right. something that's not that. But like, I'm trying, to think what, I'm trying to think what he's picky with. Here we go. And, I like, and I'm just like, dude, why do you want that? Just get like, oh, he'll get like, oh, what's the... He'll get like a junior. Oh, I'm making. I'm making something up. But like he'll be like, I want to do your bacon cheeseburger deluxe with no onions and no lettuce. I'm like, then you just get a fucking junior cheeseburger. That's what. Because it. Guess what? It's not gonna have onions or all that stuff on there. That way, it's already fixed the way you want it. But no, he wants the junior bacon cheeseburger deluxe without this stuff. I'm just like, all right, Jay Sean, whatever. No, no seeds on the bun. Oh God, we're stop. We're going to Speedway. You're getting a chocolate bar. Um. <laughs> Think about the risk. Some people have preferences. It's cool. All right. Well, then let me put it out here in in, in black and white terms. It's there's been a lot of like risk versus reward behavior during, you know, the pandemic. People going to work, people going to out to eat inside versus outside, risk versus reward. The risk is by Jay Sean asking for what he wants for some pissed off underpaid fast food worker who hates their fam their family, their girlfriend, and their life, by you special ordering that, there's a high likelihood if it drops on the floor, they might step on it and spit on it before they pick it back up and put it on on back on the bun. What places a- are you going to where these people are so angry? Angry. As opposed to <laughs> you ordering it the way it is and you deconstructing it yourself. I mean, that's how I operate, but some people have a personal preference. Some people want like <laughs> a double cheeseburger, no pickle, no onion. 
I'm not that person. However, some people are just like, I just don't like onions. And I'm just like, well, maybe you should cook your own food. Because I don't know. Like I said, I get it. But I also understand that burgers are just made a certain way. And most of the time, you can just peel, pull the onions off. Yeah. Most of the time, you just take, like, when I go to Wendy's, I prefer to get, like, a junior bacon cheeseburger when I'm in the mood for, like, beef. And Wendy's always has, like, this piece of lettuce that's bigger than the frickin' burger. I don't like lettuce on my hamburger, so I just know that I just pick it off and put it in the bag. I don't say... I w- now, when I do go to some places, and, it, and if I find out it's shredded lettuce, I'll say no lettuce. But if it's, like, a lettuce leaf, I'll just pull it off. It's not a big deal. Um, Maybe it's, like, a complex of people's, like, I'm not getting paid to do this. You can do it for me. Right. Like, no, just, just pick your own lettuce off. It's not a big deal. To, to your point. Like, I don't like lettuce on a burger. I honestly don't. Like, I think it's disgusting. I think it's pointless. So I just pick it off. To your point, um, you were instructed to make it a certain way and do not deviate from that. <laughs> and you've got this conflicted 17-year-old um, who's just trying to get through the end of the shift so they can go home and get yelled at by their family for getting shitty grades or whatever. And now they're conflicted. Like, I was told it's got to be made this way. There's a sign right here exactly how to make it. And now I got Steve over here who wants <laughs> shredded lettuce, not a piece of lettuce. You know what? I'm going to wipe the lettuce <laughs> between my butt crack, then no. put it on. No, I don't think. Maybe I just think of the goods of service workers. So, some people are like that, but I think most of them put a smile on their face. They're kind of just like, it's cool. We do me a that's favor. One, that's one less step I have to do. We do me maybe a favor. Maybe think of it that way. Like maybe they get happy when someone's like, "I want a double cheeseburger, no tomato or onions." They're just like, "Oh fuck yeah! All I have to do is work up with a patty today. I'm okay with that." When do you go back to work? Friday. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe today, just experimentally, and I'll, I'll PayPal you the money if you want. Um, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing complicated <laughs> orders. That is not my. That is not my thing. I am not doing that. I want you to go to the McDonald's at the at Monroe and Bank Monroe Bancroft in Detroit, across from the Rite Aid, and I would like you to order a seedless a cheeseburger with no onions. Cheese only on one side, a seedless bun, fries, but only a little bit of salt. <laughs> no shade. I could order an order. I could order a meal regularly, and they would still mess it up. I know. So, no. I know. Right. <laughs> oh God. Um. We can do the city council thing in a second, but did so it, it's good and bad. The guy that jumped over the fence at Fifth Third Field, like he. Because of the officer's death and everything that happened after it, he got to skate. Like, I don't even think he was charged. He wasn't publicly embarrassed. Um, almost the same thing for the guy at Dick's. Like, that kind of went unnoticed because it happened late last week. But TMZ picked up the story. I did see that. But, but that's the thing about being viral. Um, it got shared, and I watched the video, and... It's worthy of it. I mean, it's worthy to be shared and shamed. I, I spoke to somebody else yesterday who said they knows, know this guy, the loss prevention guy, and said that he's a he's a hothead. Um, so this guy's pretty got a pretty obvious reputation. And I guess that the guy who was attempting to steal the candy bar is is autistic. 
So it's a it yeah. They a, said, someone said he was um because he had an aide with him because at the end of the video she's like I'm with him he has asthma or like so I did watch the whole video like he did have a I wouldn't say a home healthcare aide or like a one on one but there was someone there was a, a black woman there who was who was assisting him and like trying to de-escalate the situation. My only issue with the video, without going into it, was like, why was the staff just staring at the man as he has this man in a coat? I'm like, as, I mean, if he's your loss preventing guy, that means you guys are co-workers. Tell him to get off of him. They're just like, uh, uh, buddy. But like, they look all confused. But he got what he deserved. Moving on. I think he, he, the manager was trying to, but I think he also realized this, this guy is likely to explode on me. And I think there was something else. People had criticized the employees for not doing more. And I will defend them in the sense that, go back to the McDonald's things. I don't get paid enough to get Al out of the chokehold. Well, working in retail, we have LP people too. We're not supposed to engage with them. Like It's kind of like, I hate to use this term because that's what the security guard thought he was, but kind of like law enforcement, you let them do their job. However, with everything going on, I felt it's one of those situations because I wasn't there. But watching it, I'm like, I would have done this. But probably if it was to go down, I'd probably be like, damn it, in the handbook it says I can't engage. I probably would have been like, hey, you can let let up a little. You don't, This isn't WrestleMania 3. Calm down, Chad, or whatever your name is. But it's just, and it's really weird because, like, the more and more people just kept collecting around to videotape as this guy is suffering. I'm just like, is this is this the generation we live in now? Is this yeah. how we is this how we're handling stuff? Instead of like asking for backup and help, we're just I'm just going to film because I have 50 percent of my battery left. I want to waste it on this. There was uh, <laughs> excuse me, it, bless you. I think decades ago, like in the 50s or 60s, um, there was a. I don't know if this is a, a, a factual story or, or fiction and an example, but there was a rape taking place in like some apartment or some kind of violence happening in an apartment in New York City or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look up the bystander effect, it'll take you to this story. And again, I don't know if it was accurate or it was just an example of, but uh, there was some kind of assault taking place and people obviously heard it, but everybody figured somebody else would do something about it and it's called the bystander effect and you're absolutely right like now we've got the i want to go viral effect where everybody is trying to to get video of something rather than stepping into the situation and trying to be a decent human being right it's just a thing well i i understand the bite it's kind of like um when that remember that man got shot in front of my house yeah it was kind of like do I like I knew I knew someone got shot because like you heard it and you kind of heard like this like I can replay the scream in my head over and over and over until the day I die but I didn't call 911 because I was like I did the whole thing I'm like well I'm not the only one who heard it that's the bystander effect yeah because the first thing I did was I went to Facebook I was like did anyone else hear gunshots on Floyd Street and like 10 other people were like Oh my God, I did too. I did too. So, like, I didn't call 911 because I'm like, well, clearly I'm not the only one who heard it. So, someone's doing something. So, like, but then, like, we had the gunshot thing, but like, the whatever, when you hear a gunshot, the police show up. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, after you after you had just said it, it just dawned on me what if no one called the cops and we didn't have that technology? Because I wasn't going to because I was 
I would say I was paralyzed with fear, but that sounds a bit dramatic. I think it's kind of just like, like I said, I wasn't an eyewitness. What's my word? I was an ear witness. So like, yeah. I kind of was just like, oh, I heard someone get shot, but I know someone else is going to call. Because the first thing I did was look out the window to see who it was, but I, it never dawned on me to call 911. So I kind of understand that aspect, but I don't know if I would have got my phone out, but I totally understand what you just, it just hit me as soon as you said it right there ago. Oh, that was me a few, a few weeks ago. And I get it. Because I heard it. I didn't, but I didn't do anything. I was just like, ooh. It's, it's, that uh, sucks. there's some anxiety. There's some nerves. I, I go back to, and I've t- mentioned this to you before, like the Jerry Sandusky thing when he was raping people in the locker room. Everybody's like, I would have ran in and beat the fuck out of him. I'm like, Maybe, no, maybe, maybe, maybe I, not. I like that too. I'm just like, no, no, no. Um, where was I going with that? Yeah, I'm sorry. You said TMZ, the digital age, people sharing stuff. Um, the rate, I mean, the assault. Sorry, I kind of got stopped saying that word. Sorry. I say that word a lot. Too. No, I say the word, the word too. I'm like, but here's the thing: like, we're we're elder millennials, so we have to learn to change our verbiage. So we say assault now, not on the podcast. The, well, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, for some people, it's a very sensitive word. So, like, I'm trying to change my words to be more verbiage terminology friendly. Because, like, there's I sometimes it. I get, I get drunk and still just say old words. And, like, you know, you can't say that anymore. I'm like, well, I can say it if no one hears me. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. Some words affect people in other ways. So, so yesterday was, uh, and I was kind of watching this city council not to get into the minutiae of a boring city council because i i watched the later meeting and it's as boring as you would imagine a a city council meeting to be but at one o'clock there was supposed to be a a vote for it was a voting meeting the mandates right yeah and and i guess some other things and matt cherry city council president uh asked the four council members who were arrested last week to leave they all said no, so he adjourned the meeting. Um, now, I'm yeah, all four. I thought only three of them said no. Uh, maybe three said no, and one didn't show up. I think Yvonne wasn't there. It was the three okay. guys because, like, I remember they, their pictures showed up. I said, "Ugh, look how smug they look." But I was just like, "Boy, these are probably just their profile pictures, not like in right. the meeting." But I'm just like, "Oh, look at them." But, so I, I have, a, I have a theory. Good for him for adjourning the meeting. Like, you know what? Well, then we're not going to go on. I Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a tough situation. And they're still examining whether they can kick these people off or, you know, set them aside for, you can put them in timeout. But I have a theory. Um, I don't know if, I mean, city council was supposed to vote on the mask mandate. And I know, you know, again, a lot of people are against it. And I hope whenever it comes down, it comes with the caveat they're mandated in public, indoor, outdoor, when social distancing can't be maintained. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully that will happen. Um, Nick pressed the mayor to write up an executive order to require it in Toledo. Like, Nick is on this crusade to get people to wear masks. And, and I, I support him. However, I wonder if maybe there was some backroom talk that this was all going to play out how it would, knowing... That at some point, so yesterday afternoon, the governor, Governor DeWine, said in like seven uh, red counties with real COVID problems, masks are now mandated. So I wonder if city council kind of all got together, you know, off camera and was like, let's just let, let's let the let's let the governor be the bad guy in this. Let him say Lucas County now has to have a mask mandate. We're orange, so we're not one of the counties, but we're close. 
we're close, but not yet. Right. But, um, I actually was looking at that map, and um, what the hell is going on in, in, in the center of the state? That's, That's where everything is. Yeah, I know, but I'm just like, it's like Columbus and like Dayton. I was like, what are yeah. you guys all doing down there? Like, is there are there beaches down there we don't know about? Right. Are there raves happening? Like, what are you guys doing? Because like that's literally the hot spot. Is near like Cincinnati's cool. Um, I don't know what that city is over on the side. The Akron area, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there we go. Oh, sorry, Cleveland. Like they're orange, but like I just think we're I think we're orange because of people still migrating back and forth because like we still get Detroit choppers and all this stuff, and people are still going to work back and forth through Jeep and everything. But like to be so boldly red in Columbus and Dayton and just the center of the state, I'm like, what are we doing down there? So, but you know, you know, I was I was Team Dewine at the beginning of this. Now I'm just like, shut up. Like he's just backpedaling and trying to. I'm like, uh, where's where's our doctor who had to resign because she got harassed? Bring her back. He definitely. She's the only one who made sense. He definitely won us over, but with his his actions or inaction, um, the last handful of weeks, he is certainly uh, like kowtow to to the people who are standing at the Capitol building, and I yeah for I get sure. It. So um, when. What happens? When I think the mask mandate is is inevitable, it's because we're we're a city and and you know we're all we're clustered together, so it makes sense to have the mandate. You can argue against it one way or another, but fine. Um, stay your ass do, home, yeah, or do that. When I I talked about being social distance man when that first when this all first began, um, it was obviously tongue in cheek. I am not going to be somebody who who questions or says anything to people not wearing masks because um yesterday i saw a video of in in philadelphia it was in old city which i know you're familiar with some someone outside of a patio area a black guy and i only bring it up because maybe there was race involved a black guy said something and you can't hear it hey you got to get a mask on so the owner of that restaurant with the patio pulled out a fucking gun on him (laughs) yeah what the hell is this like this this isn't no, this isn't the first instance this has happened. It's like the woman in Michigan did the same thing about something else. And I'm just like, are we at that point where we're just pulling guns out on people? Like, it, race aside, you take trainings for guns. You just don't pull them out on people because you have a disagreement. This isn't, excuse my, excuse my reference point here, this isn't fucking Hamilton. We're not having a gun duel. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how dare you tell me to put on a mask? Take out your gun, sir. We will do 10 steps and whoever gets killed first, either I'm no mask or you're wearing a mask. 10 paces. I'm like, no. If you don't want to wear a mask, feel free to cuss me out. I will move along with my business. But don't pull a freaking gun out on someone. Who are we? What the hell? Yeah, we're, we're... We're going back, like we're, we're these are barbaric times. But, <laughs> hey, but for, for, for either side, I'm not going to tell somebody to put a mask on unless their behavior is just completely unacceptable. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to suggest that. I'm not going to do, not going to be smug as you just said a couple of minutes. I'm not going to be normal, Eric. I'll just have the normal scowl in my face as I usually do. And I'm also, I also don't want somebody to make any comments to me about wearing one like just everybody like hey keep your mouth shut um because it's just it's not worth the confrontation i hope whenever any mask mandate comes down for here where we live that's the other part 
that's the other caveat that I hope happens. And some cities have said this or states, hey, look, there's a mask mandate, but mind your business. Um, there's a hot spot of these kind of confrontations. Uh, remember the Costco one we played weeks ago? Yes. There was another one. Have you seen it? I, is it the guy with the red shirt? Here we go. You're, you're I coming feel close threatened. To you're coming yep. close Back to off. I had to edit it for, for the air, but so you saw this guy? Yep, he got fired. Yes, he did. <laughs> he got fired. I feel threatened. Can I just say something as a retail worker? I, I need to I need to say this to people. The days of when uh, the cust when an employee is like Hello, how are you today? Is there anything I can help you look for? And you just say, oh, no, I'm just looking. Those days are over, okay? You need to know what you want when you come in the store. Get it and leave, especially if you don't have a mask. Because let me tell you, most employees are, it, it is enforced for us to wear a mask. Now, if this mandate happens, which is looking more and more likely because the way these cases are going, I am not the one to be like, Sir or ma'am, you have to wear a mask to come in the store. And if you come at me with like, I feel threatened. Well, guess what? You don't get no products today because I'm not going to put my life in danger for a paycheck. So right. I'm just like, you know what? It's not even worth it. And right. this man, he was, I watched this video. First off, he went from zero to a thousand in like five seconds. I was like, all he said was, sir, do you have a mask or could you put a mask on? And you just came back like a wailing five-year-old. I feel threatened. You know, you don't feel threatened. He just asked you, and like, and you have to wear a mask in Costco and Sam's, I believe. Like, I that mandate has been their company policy. So it wasn't like this manager sat in his office and was like, "How can I piss off Rick today?" You know what I mean? Like, it was like he everyone because I believe Elijah had to go to Costco one day and. His friend didn't have a mask on, but they offered him a mask. Like, we don't have, he's like, I don't have it. He's like, well, we have some over here. That's all it was. So this guy, like I said, went from zero to a thousand for no reason. And it's just, it's kind of like these people want to be viral sensations. Because I just don't believe anyone acts like this on a day-to-day basis. I, so I've given this, I guess, not a lot of thought, but more than just a passing good. Um, I feel threatened. Yeah, yeah, that needs like, to be a sound clip on the show when we come back. We need to just save that. I feel threatened. I think it was like an older woman who did it too. I mean, it didn't seem like the people who had approached him or said something were confrontational at all. But you, you're, they were nowhere near him too. Like they were a good, I would say a good seven to eight feet away from him. Going, like back, he was screaming across the store. Going back to the like you know, fast food workers thing and how much they enjoy their job and what they get paid. Like, think about that. And as you pointed out, it's not worth losing my job or, you know, I don't get paid enough to, to be the mask enforcement agency. If they want to, you know, be a little selfish and disrespectful of me and others, fine, let them be. You know, karma will get them. But this guy did snap, and I'm just wondering, I'll throw out as a, as a contrasting thought here, maybe he had an awful day Maybe there was a cancer diagnosis because he lost his job. And while I, I immediately thought, good, kind of going back to Todd and Bedford, what you do in your public life and your personal life 
can tie back to your professional life. Um, that's just the world that we live in now. We know that, you know, we're not just being watched as like people of, of note in the community, but everybody is. Some This guy wasn't anybody until he said, I feel threatened, but then he lost his job. So I, that seems okay. that seems a bit extreme for this one instance, but maybe he was a lousy employee to begin with, and they're just like, you know what? I think his name is Daniel Maples. Like, we're done with Dan. He's he's just not worth the headache. Because no, let me be that opposing voice, like okay. on the View. So, say he did have something bad happen in his family. Maybe heaven forbid, his a pet of his was hit by a car. I don't know, just putting something out there. However, that is a grown man with the coping skills of the world. Yeah. It's not like he was an adolescent teenager who lost his family in a fire-burning crash and didn't know how the coping skills. I'm sure he's been through death, been through diagnosis of something before. I'm sure he's been reprimanded at work before. So he has these coping skills. So the fact that he decided to go from, like, let's say, 41 and digress to the age of 14 to have a hissy fit is no excuse. And it kept going. It wasn't like it was like, I feel threatened. Leave me alone. Like, I'm not in the mood. I'm having a bad day. It was like, I feel threatened. The guy was like, okay, okay. And he kept coming towards the guy. Like, so the guy was like backing up as he was more com- being more confrontational. So I'll give you that. Maybe he had a bad day. But also as adults, we have co- I know kids who have more better coping skills than he does then. But like, we, we are equipped with these coping skills not to be that much of a d-bag i know i i know i mean it's a bad look for an adult but other than dropping an f-bomb there were no racial epithets there was no violence it was you just look like an idiot and i can only imagine that daniel was on thin ice at his job to begin with because like if you or i did this i i would not want to lose our job because again i don't think he crossed any lines other than being look coming off like an angry idiot well, like, and, and then I will say this as like I watched the video, and I didn't, you know, I've been doing my little viral videos, like, look at, like the woman. Well, that's a whole other story. Who like took all the mask and threw them around yeah. Target, or the woman, yeah, who threw he didn't all do her that, or the woman who threw all the groceries out yep. of her thing because she didn't have a mask to pay for. I just think this guy kind of was just a hothead and was just. I, I feel like I don't think he should be. I don't think it was that bad. There right. I said it. The other ones and, are much worse. Like th- those right. people. Out of all the videos we see circulating, um, circulating around on social media, of uh, people popping off at the mouth or pulling guns out on people, I don't think he was that bad. Yeah. So I just think he kind of was just the viral video of the moment because it was a slow viral video day that we like. We're so accustomed. Like, who's going to be the hothead of the day? And I think maybe he was just. Wednesday's hothead. And you know what I mean? So we, like, okay, whatever. We can use it. We can talk about this tomorrow because uh, Alex will be on with us. And I sent her the, the cancel culture letter from Harper's Weekly. And we can talk about that more philosophically tomorrow and we can I know you read my my yeah. my reply is yeah. trash. Yeah, we and we can we can talk about like the idea of cancel culture where Daniel loses his job for a, a very small infraction and you know JK Rowling has said some pretty insensitive and surprising Vicious things lately. Stuff. And she's still yeah. writing books. So yeah, yeah it's so, a definitely a double standard there. Um yeah, it's 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 very much punishment doesn't always fit the crime both ways. And uh, we'll talk about more more about that. that. That's your tease for tomorrow. A couple other things before we rope Miss Amid. 
Um, and did you see that, uh, there's that sometimes the jokes do write themselves. See that Putin Bay will be d- doing virus testing on all their employees, like a thousand of them over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. <sighs> That's cool. That's it's a step in the, I'll just say it's a step in the right direction. It's an unnecessary step when you keep having visitors coming in and out. You know I, what I mean, like I wasn't even thinking of from that but, perspective. So you talk about virus. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking more like they should be used to having viruses spread throughout that island. In fact, they should have been testing for other kind of viruses before. <laughs> I think they should just have some say. Please keep all feminine hygiene products within your body. Right. right that's right, right, all. Right. I, that's all I associate Putin Bay with. I'm sorry, I've never been, but that will that has been imprinted in my brain for forever. Yeah. So they should be used to virus testing there. Um, yesterday was. Uh, I found it uh, beautiful and, and moving. Um, I heard, I listened, well, I was able to listen, hear the speech for Officer Dia at Savage from the mayor and, uh, and Chief Crawl and the mayor, the mayor cracked a New England Patriots joke and it wasn't funny and I don't think anybody laughed. So that was, uh, that was interesting. And the, the chief had some pretty good points and I'm, I'm glad he stepped out on a platform a little bit and I, and I don't. I was hoping it was going to happen, and it doesn't seem like it will, but I was. there's so much news these days. I was kind of hoping things that were said yesterday from the religious leaders to people he worked with to the mayor to, to the chief, that some of that would spread. And not that I or certainly you want to push back against any Black Lives Matter things and, and say at all that there's not a real problem because there is. But this was an opportunity to shine a spotlight and... I hate saying skeletons in the closet over the, his death. I can't think of another phrase. I don't think Officer Dia, if I had to pick somebody who didn't have secrets that he could be ashamed of, this would be, mm-hmm. the, this would be the officer. I mean, when they speak about him in such great regard and in such glowing ways, granted, it was at his funeral, but if I had to pick a police officer who is the example of what we expect of them, he was the one. And I do hope that some of his story makes it in out there and can push back just a little bit that, you know, they're not all bad because he certainly didn't seem to be that at all. Oh, for sure. Um, this is out. Let's talk. Oh, no, no, no. I don't even want to bring it up. But yeah, oh, for sure. Like, I, not like I said, not follow along because I've been social media, I haven't watched TV, but like um, a few of my friends that I know of, they work for the forces in the highway state patrol. He was very well respected and that and that's awesome. And I love that like I hate to say like he had a great send off into like the next life and the next realm. And I didn't really get to listen to like the mayor speech or Chief Cross speech, but I did I think it was like I don't know his religion or what they call like their He's pastor Muslim. type person. Yeah, but I don't know what, what uh, they call that. The, the, the Imam. Okay. So I did get to hear his speech and it was beautiful and i know nothing about the islamic culture but like this man talked so eloquently and was so inclusive inclusive and like i love when he was just like whatever religion you have in your heart just keep this family with you and i was like that's amazing like that from and we live in america like there's been times that these people of this faith are always called terrorists and for this man to say Whatever religion you have in your heart, please keep this family with you. I thought that was 
one of the most powerful things ever. And like, if he was like on the world stage, I feel like someone would rip that quote apart. I mean, not rip, well, steal that quote and be like, whatever religion you have in your heart, please keep it with you. And I was just like, damn, like that was so good. So I, like I said, I didn't, unfortunately I didn't get to hear the mayors and everything, but like I was scrolling through Facebook on my break at work and like someone had shared that part of his, I would just say pastor because that's what my religion is, his pastor speaking about that. And I, I thought it was beautiful and I was just like, I didn't get emotional, but I was like, damn, that's a powerful speech. Yeah. I mean, it's been that's a, a powerful quote, I should say. Sorry. It's been a tense and fraught year. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure that I thought through this correctly. It wasn't that people were speaking good things. It was that he seemed like a genuinely great mm-hmm. human being. And it was, mm-hmm. regardless of his uniform and how that works into the conversation, it's just great to hear about great humans right now because, unfortunately, we're seeing, you know, Daniel and the Costco. There's, there's too many of them. Yeah. And we, I even have to remind myself, forget about, you know, they're just bad apples on the police force. Um, the good do outweigh the bad when it comes to humanity. Yeah, and the true testament of that, because then we got to wrap up, the true testament to that is like everyone from different backgrounds had a lot of positive things to say about this person. And I believe they were saying it even when he was still alive. You know what I mean? So like yeah. you said earlier, it wasn't just because it was his going away celebration or his funeral or whatever, if that's what you want to call it. I always call it a going away celebration because like it's, for my, in my faith and spirituality, it's a new beginning into a new world or new realm mm-hmm. wherever you go. But um, yeah, but like I said, it was a true test. It was like all these people from different backgrounds, different religions, different races, different cultural, so diverse, who spoke very positively of this man. But like from what I understand, it wasn't just in his death. They spoke highly of him when he was alive. Absolutely. So that's just to prove a point that like, yes, there are some good cops out there. And I wanted, this is what I was going to say earlier because I was like, I don't want to bring it up. But like, Someone had posted. Someone had posted a Black Lives Matter post, and then we'll get to Janet. Hey, Janet, and they had brought up a picture of Officer Diaz. Said, "Well, not all good cops are bad." And I was like, "You don't, don't use that right now because that's not cool." Right. Like when we say when we say Black Lives Matter, that means we are equal with everything. That's what we mean, and we're not saying all cops are bad. We're just saying the bad cops are bad, and that's who we're talking about right now. So someone like kind of like was using the memorial picture of Officer Diaz to like defend the movement. I'm like, that's not, don't do that right now because there's, take away his badge and everything. There's a family mourning because they lost a loved one. So shame on that person. And yeah. I deleted them from Facebook. So there we go. And to to wrap up that thought, um, we always hear about these officers who do these awful things and, and we hear that they have a long disciplinary record. I'm like, why are they on the street? I mm-hmm. would guess that if you looked up Officer Diaz's uh, background, it would be pretty darn clean. It might not be. But I'm going to guess that it would be. Yes. Hi, Janet. Good morning. It's about time you guys got to me. I know, I know. Sorry, sorry. Chit-chat, chit-chat, people. Hey, um, you uh, being of Arabic descent, can you shed any light on um, uh, what I watched yesterday with Officer Dia Floyd? I just asked, like, what what was the title of the religious leaders that were speaking yesterday? Did you follow any of this? I followed a lot of it. Um, The imam spoke on it. And Mom, that's he's, okay. he's from the mosque. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, he, he was a good person. I mean, there was a lot of, quite a few people that I, clients that I know that were, that knew him personally and said he was a, a very, very um, uh, involved 
police officer, very humanitarian, just had a very clean, you know, one of those guys that was just a good person who would, you know, who even if he was off duty, he would do whatever he could to create some kind of peace. He was not a, he was just a good guy, yeah. basically. I saw, and uh, Janet, maybe you know him. I th- think his name was Ahmad or Amir. There was a gentleman, a bigger fellow, who was sitting in the front row yesterday of uh, at the event at Savage Arena, and I remember he was the owner of some of the clubs I used to DJ with back in the day, like Club Rain and then some other places. Um, and I, it reminded me that, you know, um, much like uh, in us who are of some ethnic background, like I know a lot of the Jewish people here in the community. The Arab community yeah. is very tight as well. well we're but, all cousins. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all cousins. We're every, every, every one of us, every time you run into an Arab, you know, and plus I, my, my religion, I was born into Muslim. You know, I don't follow it very much, but I, you know, I mean, I, you know, I was, so anytime they run into me, hey, cousin, hey, cousin, right. we're all cousins. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're um, all connected somehow. And I think any strong ethnic group is like that. You know, we, we just have, there's a, there's a sort of a familiarity, a connection either way. Um, it's just sad. It's unfortunate it, these it things is. have to happen. I wish the it world is. would get better. And it's going to. It's just this has been a really tough year in 2020. I don't blame it all on astrology, but I don't think it helps things that are going on because the world's in chaos because the cosmos is in chaos. It's been like this since uh, January 11th of 2020. Hopefully we'll ease up as we get out of this year into next year. Things will be better. And also after July 12th, which is around the corner. We uh, we missed you on Monday. And when I was coming back into work, I saw uh, how big and full the moon was. What's going on with oh, that? Yeah. Well, the moon was the moon still affects us. It was a, it was a it was a full moon that was taking place in the sign of Capricorn. And any time a full moon occurs, people born under that specific sign that it's, that it's taking place in are affected, though cancers are ruled by the, the moon. So every sign rules something. So like a Taurus would be ruled by Venus, which was, retro, was retrograde between May 13th and June 26th. And that was causing it to pull away from Venus it, closer to the Earth, where people feel a lot of this anxiety with relationships, money. I cannot tell you the hell I have gone through because of what my clients have gone through. Because whatever is going on in the cosmos, I'm affected because they're affected. Right. And it has been chaotic, just crazy. And this full moon, everybody's been nuts. It's just been unpredictable because you've had Saturn opposing it. You've had Pluto opposing it. All these things have been going on. It's crazy. Oh, Maybe we should, what are just, we, gonna do? we should get rid of these planets and like get six or seven new ones going to get better you know there i think 2021 is going to be revolutionary i think they're going to find a vaccine this coming month in august 2020 something's going to kick in and i do believe and we may have a we may have a revisiting of this whole viral thing possibly between september 9th through november because that's another retrograde every two years we have these heavy retrogrades and this is one of those years so that's going to be an aries and that's going to be kind of crazy for people born under certain signs aries taurus you know, uh, Capricorn Cancers. I mean, Capricorn and Cancers have really been getting hit the hardest. Libras as well, and the Aries as well. So, every, you know, it's going to be another retrograde, which is going to be a little chaotic. But then once we get away from November 13, 2020, we're, gonna, we're really going to pull out of a lot of this, this icky goop. It's going to be better. Floyd, 
Um, we, we've both watched this so closely for the last handful of months. We know that people, too many people just like mock Dr. Fauci. Maybe we should put an astrologer, uh, Janet Amid up there with the president to, to, to speak on this. <laughs> Something. I don't think I, he'll listen to me. He's, he's born he under a full moon, anyone, so I don't Janet. think he's going to listen to me. I mean, they don't listen to, to, to health professionals and, and science, scientific ex- experts. Let's just go to astrology then. Well, if, if people don't realize how, how interestingly um, accurate astrology is, and my dad always said he was an incredible astrologer, and he always said that the world, the, it, the astrology is like having a key to the universe. You can't live by it. That would be ridiculous. But, because, but the free will is the higher law of our universe. But you can work with it to better yourself. And it's interesting how, you know, all these things are coming up and all this stuff is going on in the cosmos. And look what's happening with people. And I didn't I say after May 9th things would, you yeah. know, we would get out of that, that whatever quarantine thing. And now we're, you know, we're, but, but, but still we're not out of it completely till August 2020. And then much more so after November 13, 2020, as we pull into next year. I, uh, a couple people sent some, some questions your way. Yes. Would you, uh, would you mind, um, Giving them a quick reading, if you would. I would not mind. The person before, that was asking on, about I have um, to run relations. in 10 minutes, by the way. Oh, uh, what? Just to give you, no, I, if I leave, that means I have to run, because <laughs> I do have to meet my mom at, like, 9 o'clock. Donna. Oh, my God. I miss you. <laughs> Tell Donna I said hi. I so will. I, would I promise. Prob- I, I would say with the person that was asking about this relationship, I didn't have his spouse's information, but he's a Taurus. And anytime Taurian people ask me about their relationships, is it going to last, is it going to last, I would say you have, they have a hard time letting go of things. This guy is a workaholic. Uh, ho- ho- um, he's born is, May of 77. Yeah, it's Jason. He doesn't know how to let go of it. What? What are you going to ask me? J- it's Jason. Is he, he said his marriage is in doubt. How likely is it to... to yeah, to... I have. Yeah, and he wants to know how things are going to be. And then Jason is saying, okay, is it going to last? But I don't know her information. He did not provide that. So... You know, you go to a dentist, you take your teeth. When you go to an astrologer, you give complete information. So the bottom line is, according to what I see in his chart, he's been struggling since the end of December 2017. That's how long this has been going on. But he needs to also realize he's very intense. He's a workaholic. He does. He's a good guy, very good guy. But he does, I don't know if it's going to last or not. I don't have her information. From what I can see, according to his chart, 2021, if he can get to that year, things will be better. If he can calm himself down, it may work out. But according according to his chart, that's what I'm seeing. I don't know her side of it because I do not have her information. But hopefully it will work out for him because he is a pretty good guy. I don't know him, but like I said, I look at the charts, and that tells me a great deal about the person. Uh, and I do see him as a pretty good guy. Now, the other little girl that was asking about Megan was asking about a vacation, <laughs> she's a Sag. And Sagittarians love to go places where there's a lot of space and a lot of room. So I would say something where it's sunny, someplace that could be, um, you know, where she has a lot of personal space, like like a beach or someplace like that. Um, she Her moon is in Aries, and she is also a Sag. So she would be someone who would, because she has some aspects that show up in She's a Sag, but with some Leo, that indicates sunshine. So I would tell her to go to Florida or go to the West Coast or <laughs> Not something. Not now. And, well, well, I mean, after the yes. COVID thing. If right, right, right. If she's going to do it. I mean, not this minute. But, I mean, if she were going to plan a vacation, I would go someplace very sunny or maybe go to a nice little beach or something. Oh, better yet, go to, what's that, Cabo or something? That's so pretty over there. 
Um, as far as Samantha, she's asking about a job opportunities. Um, she's a Leo, and Leos are very particular about work and job, and she is, she's very methodical. I thought she had called before because I looked at this and I said, hmm, I think she, I thought she had. But anyway, she's coming into her Saturn return, which happens to people between 27 to 30 years of age. She enters that cycle the end of this year into the next two and a half, three years. She's going to really feel that need to make a change during that time. Right now, stay where she is. Don't make a big move, Samantha. Um, hold tight for a while. After probably the end of this year into the next year, I would say 2021 is going to be a big change for you because I think you'll be, feel that need to make that change at that time. Your desire will be elevated at that point. So definitely. All right. Um, we don't have to uh, go through the signs today, but a couple of final things. Tell us about your sleepover date over the weekend. Oh yeah, God, you little meat. <laughs> my boyfriend and I went out of town, and he wanted. We, I wanted to get back in time for the radio show, but he said, "Well, can't we spend another night here?" Mm. Like, oh God, you know, he's so needy. I'm sure you I did hope say, he's not oh listening. God, you nasty. Where'd you go? Oh my God, we just went to Columbus to visit family and friends, but he wanted to stay over, and I don't know. He just he's very needy. Like he's oh God. I'm a sad, you know, don't don't box me in. I can't stand that. He drives me crazy. I hope he's not listening. Seriously, men are so needy. You know, if you watch his TV, come and sit on the coach with me. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. You know, it's just constant. But anyway, so he's funny. a nice person. Last thing. Uh, I think we're getting close. Is the psychic fair in, uh, is it scheduled for August or September? It's August 16th oh. of 2020, and it's going to be at the hill of the, uh, the Mommy Pinnacle. It's off of Dussel Road. So, you know, it's going to be around, we're going to open up the doors at 8.30. We are taking a lot of precautions. Good. Everyone is, it's mandatory you wear a mask. Good. I mean, that's, you can't be, come in without a mask. And my um, ex-husband, who is my good friend, Lee, he will be monitoring people at the door. So you absolutely have to wear a mask. And it is, um, it's going to be, it's going to be, we're going to have the readers and we're going to have vendors and we're going to have people in the, um, the, what they call the patio area also selling masks. And, but we will have them on hand for people if they need them. We will, you have to have hand sanitizer when you walk in, masks are mandatory. And we're going to really have, respect the guidelines because we're really big on that. And the Mommy Pinnacle is very specific. And we're five so weeks out. like it used to be. Five weeks out, we're still going to have to take all these precautions. I, I just saw an event, Floyd Fantasticon, which was rescheduled for the third week of August, has been scan- canceled. So, Janet, hopefully this goes... Oh, goes- that's going to go this year. Ugh. I know. Uh, the Monroe- oh, you're kidding. I just want to get the I want to get the barbecue things going. That's what I'm all stressed out Floyd, about. In- invite Mama to a barbecue. Yeah. My mom. You know how they have those barbecue things or that, you know, the rib-off things? I mean, that, I look forward to that every year. They're not going to have it this year, I don't think. Floyd, one of the black barbecues. My mom had one on the 4th of July. It was good. Oh, my God. They're the best. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. my, my, my best friend and her family, every year, we I grew up right next to her. And I'm going to tell you something. They have the best barbecues. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, you we can't do. Beat, you can't beat black barbecues. You just cannot. <laughs> they are the you best. You need that on a t-shirt. They know, t-shirt. They know how to barbecue. eat, and they know how to barbecue. I'm going to tell you. You know, they are good. Like, Arabs know how to make fatouche and kibbe and everything else. So we're all kind of in a, you know, we're all in our own little group here. Um, thanks but for- I think that we're going to have a better year in 2021. We've got to get through this year. People need to stay hopeful and positive. Uh, get on my coffee schedule for next week, if you would. You always say that we never get together for coffee. 
Let's. So you're busy. I'm busy, but let's try to do it. All How's right. that? I'll text you and we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay, honey. All hey, right. Take care, sweetie. Tell Don I said hi. I'll talk I to you will. guys in what two weeks. Talk soon. Bye. Oh, we're off next week, aren't we? Yeah, we're off again. By the last furlough week gets set out of the way. Um, where are you? Uh, where are you running off to? You got it. Where are you meeting Donna at? So I'm gonna go to my mom. No, she wants to run to I think Sam's or something. Okay. I don't know. She gets her little mobile cart, and I just follow her around like a lost puppy. And here's the best part about that: I always talk her into buying me groceries. So you know, it's cool. Yeah, it's a win-win for both of us. She gets to see me. I get fed. Mm-hmm. Boom. All right, cool. Um, I gotta go talk to Jen Wakefield. We, uh, she's I'll this. I said hello. I will. She's this week's uh, contact guest. I'm doing that show for London Mitchell still. So, um, yeah. Good old Lundlund. How is he doing? I don't know, but everybody wants him back. Like, uh, so Sasha and Bray, who gives Denny and Cliff news for their shows, and maybe uh-huh. Pike as well. Like, she was, I guess. Con- in- conspicuously off on Monday, and they they're like, "Do you have news?" I'm like, "Uh, no." And everybody started screaming, "We want London back!" Because London does their news for them. So, oh, all right. Well, I will talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you later on the internet through the texts. All right, bye.